0: And so wrapping this healing journey in self-compassion becomes a beautiful part of the process, a beautiful part of the practice, because you're creating a safe space, you're being kind to yourself when you have setbacks, you're not shaming yourself out of the process, and you're setting yourself up for the best chance of success and the best chance of healing. Hello, this is Jerry Henderson and welcome to the Permission to Love podcast, where we discuss how we can give ourselves the permission to love ourselves. We're working to build a community where self-love is normalized. We also look at how we become our own healers through the power of loving ourselves. And finally, we take a practical look at proven ways to identify and remove the barriers that are standing in the way from our own love, such as trauma, shame, addictions, and other painful life experiences. I'm so grateful that you're here, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Permission to Love podcast. I really am grateful that you continue to show up and listen to these episodes and that you're passing it on to other people. I get a lot of comments from people about how they heard about it from other friends or family members. And so thank you. Thank you for giving that gift to others uh, to help them in their healing journey and in their healing process. Uh, I'm here in Arlington, Virginia, just outside of DC. I'm still here with my daughter, my son-in-law, And my 18-month-old grandson, who, gosh, what a little gift he is. And just so full of joy. My heart is, yeah, just so full of joy and so full of love. As I shared with you before, they're getting ready to move to Germany for the next two years. And that's a little bittersweet. Obviously, I'm so proud of them and so thankful for their service in the military. And I'm grateful for that. And I'm proud of them. But boy, I'm definitely going to miss them and definitely going to miss uh, my grandson in the time that passes at that age when you just, you're missing out on so much, right? So, so much happens in just a few months in those early stages of their development and their growth. So, I am going to be making my way to Germany as much as possible. So for the listeners of this podcast who listen in Germany uh, and other parts of Europe, know that I'm coming your way. I'm coming back to the other side of the pond. I always love my time in Europe. Always love my time visiting uh, the countries of Europe, the cuisine, the culture, the people, everything. It's always such a gift to be there. So be listening for future episodes being recorded from that side of the pond. And before we jump into today's episode, just a couple of quick reminders as always. Number one, if you haven't had a chance to follow, it just takes a moment, give it a follow, and that'll make sure that you don't miss out on any episodes that are coming up and you'll get those reminders when episodes are released. And then second, take that quick moment rate it, review it. Uh, That really does continue to help this podcast get to other people who need to hear about how they can give themselves permission to love themselves, permission to love others, and really live the life that they were designed to live and the life that they are worthy to live. So thank you. Thank you again for following and for rating and reviewing. So let's go ahead and get into today's topic, which is about the healing journey. And I want to call out a few things that uh, I've learned, that I've watched other people go through as a part of the healing journey. I think there's some stages. Now, having said that, I don't think that healing is this linear process. I don't think it's a zip line that we like start at point A and then we just move straight to point Z. I don't even think there is a point Z. I don't think there's ever a point where we arrive and say we're done. I think it's more of a roller coaster ride at times. We have our highs. We have our lows. Uh, We zigzag at times. We think that we've gone through a stage only to come back and revisit it. And that's all beautiful. And that's all a part of the process. I don't think that there's some formula that says this is the way that we have to heal or this is the process that we have to go through. And unfortunately, when we think that there is or we've been taught that there is, we start to shame ourselves because we think that we're either behind or we're doing it wrong or we should be further along than we are right now. And none of that's true. Your journey is your journey. And so, what I'm going to share today are just some things, as I said, that I've learned that really helped me and that I've watched help other people. And I also want to note that this is going to be a multi episode topic because I'm not going to be able to cover everything in just one episode. But today, I want to go ahead and start with what I call the five A's of the healing journey. And we're going to cover the first one, but I'll get into some of those A's and describing what they are a little bit later in this episode. Now, before I jump into some of the stages, I do want to go ahead and remind every listener that the basis, in my opinion, the basis of the healing journey, like the foundation of it all, needs to be wrapped, clothed, bathed, or whatever word you want to use, in self-compassion. That self-compassion is one of the most important things that we can practice as we heal. Because if we're mean to ourselves and we're beating ourselves up and we're treating ourselves harshly, we're re-wounding ourselves. We're stunting our growth and our healing process because we're using the same energy that caused the pain in the first place. The energy of shame, the energy of abuse. And so we're actually becoming our own abusers. And how are we going to be able to heal if we just keep abusing ourselves and reopening wounds? The other thing that self-compassion is going to do for us is it's going to create a safe space for us to be with ourselves talked about this in other episodes, but I want to remind us once again that when you create a safe space for yourself by the way that you treat yourself, you can actually begin to strengthen, enhance, reinforce your healing process. Because as long as you're treating yourself badly You're going to try to find others to treat you well, and that's going to lead you into people-pleasing behavior, as we talked about in a previous episode. It's going to put you in relationships with people that you probably or maybe shouldn't be with, or that are going to not contribute to your healing journey, because you're going to be desperate for love, affirmation, and approval, because you'll be starving for it, because you're not giving that to yourself. And you're only going to be left with the option of looking outside of yourself. And once again, I'm not saying that looking outside of yourself is a bad thing. But it does become a hindrance when it's your only thing. When we only seek approval, acceptance, and love outside of ourselves, we become dependent on that from other people, and then we start to lose ourselves in the process because we're going to be doing anything and everything to get that love, acceptance, and approval from other people. And if we can give that to ourselves, we can raise the waterline inside of ourselves of love, of approval, of acceptance. And so wrapping this healing journey in self-compassion becomes a beautiful part of the process, a beautiful part of the practice, because you're creating a safe space, you're being kind to yourself when you have setbacks, you're not shaming yourself out of the process, and you're setting yourself up for the best chance of success and the best chance of healing. I hope that makes sense. I've unpacked some of that in other episodes before, but I wanted to remind us once again of the importance of self-compassion in our healing process. So let's go ahead and set the foundation for this episode and for episodes to come around the five A's. The first one is that we need to awaken. The second is taking action. The third is beginning to address the root or the issues. The fourth is assessing where are we at? How is our journey going? And then the fifth is a place of acceptance. So let's dive into the first one, which is that we awaken. We awaken to the fact that we want to heal. That we don't want to stay the way that we are. That life has gotten painful enough that we just don't want to stay in this place anymore. We don't want to have this kind of suffering. And the pain has gotten great enough that we now need to change or really want to change. And the reason I use the word awaken is because before that happens, it does feel like that we're asleep that we're tolerating suffering to such a degree. We're letting people treat us in a certain way. We're allowing life just to happen to us. And then all of a sudden there comes a moment where we awaken, we awaken to our value. We awaken to the fact that we deserve better. And we awaken to the fact that we want more. We want more from ourselves. We want more from life. And we decide to make a change. I can remember the exact moment that this happened for me. I remember the room that I was in. I remember the person I was with. And I remember what went through my head in that moment where I said, I have to change. I can't stay like this anymore. The pain of staying the same was greater than the pain of changing. And that was the moment that I picked up the phone, called a friend and said, today, I'm going to rehab. and today. I'm getting help and I'm making a change in my life. And it absolutely was just like I awakened. I awakened from a dream. I mean, something shifted in me in that moment, and it was different than the other times that I'd said that to myself. You know, we all have those times where we say, you know what? I can't be this way anymore. This time, I'm going to get sober, or this time, I'm going to get out of the relationship, or this time, I'm going to stand up for myself, or whatever the this time is We go through those. And that's part of the healing journey. That's part of the process is those little micro decisions where we say, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. I've got to make some change. And I think those are kind of the pre-wake-ups. It's like we're coming out of the dream, but we're falling back asleep. But there comes a moment where we actually awaken to the fact that we can't stay where we are any longer. And we come to ourselves. There's a story about the prodigal son, a very famous story, where he goes off, he gets his father's inheritance, and he goes off into a strange land, and he just blows the money and starts to live this life of indulgence and wild living. And then one day he finds himself out of money in a pit eating pig slop in order to stay alive. And there's a phrase that's used in the story, in the parable, and it says, he came to himself. He woke up to the fact that he didn't have to live that way anymore, that he could live a different life. And it was in that moment that he made a decision to turn things around. And I think it's such a key part of our journey is when we actually awaken. And what is it that we're awakening to? I believe that we awaken to the fact that we deserve better, that we are loved, that we can change, that we have the power to change, and we awaken to the fact that we are worthy of more. You know, I've seen it in relationships when a person finally wakes up and they're like, you know what? I don't have to continue to live in these conditions, or in these circumstances, or when a person has experienced such trauma and abuse, and they've denied it, and they've pushed it aside, and they haven't got the healing or the help that they need, and then all of a sudden an awakening comes that says, you know what, what happened to me was significant, and I'm going to name it, and I'm going to get the help that I deserve, that I'm worthy of. So once again, it really is about awakening to who we are, to our value, to our worth. And that then motivates us to say, I deserve better than this. Because what's happening before that moment happens is that, yes, we see that we want to change. We believe that we need to change, but we don't necessarily believe that we're worthy of the change. So we get stuck So let me talk a little bit about how we get stuck in that moment of realizing that we want to heal, but staying stuck in that place, staying stuck in that place of suffering. Why do we do that? I think a couple of reasons. One, the pain isn't yet great enough. And I hate to say that, and it's such a sad part, but it was so true for me. I had made many decisions to change. I said, I'm not going to live this way anymore but then I would fall back into the same patterns because the pain was not yet great enough for me. Uh, Because of the trauma that I had, because of my life experiences, I needed the pain to become so acute that that would then motivate me to change. And yes, since then I've unpacked the reasons why I felt like I had to have that level of pain and suffering in order to change. I mean, the reality is, we don't need that. We can make a decision to change and avoid these deep levels of suffering or these deep uh, train wrecks in our lives. We can make decisions to change before that happens, but often we don't because we often don't feel like we're worthy of it. We feel like we're actually worthy of the pain that we're in. We feel like we're worthy of our lives falling apart Or we're self-sabotaging and there really isn't any self-sabotaging as I shared in a previous episode, but we're going through the process of what we might define as self-sabotaging and we default back to the old behavior because that behavior is serving us. It feels like it's keeping us safe. The pain isn't great enough. We don't feel worthy of change. We don't feel like we can change. We're stuck in trauma response of fight, flight, freeze, or fawning, and so we keep falling back uh, into old patterns and old behaviors. And this can be very, very heartbreaking, frustrating, disheartening, whatever the right words would be. It's hard to put words to that feeling of when you really want to change, but you feel like you can't and you feel like you're not worthy of it or you don't deserve it, or there's this subconscious level that's happening. And so identifying that and then moving to a place where we awaken to the fact that we need to change that we have to change, and that most importantly, we deserve change. You are worthy of the change. And when you realize that you're worthy of the change, I got to say that there's not a lot that's going to stand in your way at that point. You're going to do what you feel like you need to do, because I think most change, is avoided because we don't believe that we're worthy of something better. But once you see that you're worthy, you start doing the things that you need to do in order to figure out how to change. Now, this awakening process, uh, it might happen in that dramatic moment like it did for me where it was just like, you know what, I have to change. I can't stay this way anymore. Uh, For you or for others, it might come in a way of a gradual awakening. That might be happening in therapy sessions or through different experiences that you're having to where you're just starting to awaken to the fact that you can change, you deserve that change, and that you're going to make those changes. So let's go ahead and just touch briefly on some of the things that help us to awaken. What are those things that help us to see that we need to heal and that motivate us to begin to heal and get us out of that stuck place where we're tolerating our pain and our suffering, and we decide that we've had enough. The first thing, and we've talked about it a little bit already, is suffering, that the pain of staying the same far exceeds the pain of changing. And when that happens in our life, we'll begin to move towards change and towards healing because we can't stay the same. The consequences have become so great, the cost has become so high, that if we don't change, we realize that our life is just on a path of destruction and more pain, and so we decide that we have to change because we don't want to live in this situation or in these circumstances any longer. The second thing that can motivate us is that we actually get tired of our own BS, We get tired of listening to the narrative and the stories that we have. We get tired of seeing ourselves repeat the same patterns, and we get tired of not achieving our full potential and being stuck in the past and being afraid of the future, and we decide that we've had enough of our own story And we begin to choose a more hopeful story and we begin to choose a more life-giving narrative. And so our own BS, we get sick of it and we say, you know what, I'm going to change and I'm not going to believe the story I'm telling myself any longer. The third thing is other people in our life that we get around the right type of people that we can see that they've made changes in their life and they're motivating us and they're encouraging us to make those changes. You know, one of the best things you can do is see people who've gone through what you're going through and have found a way out of it and begin to connect with those type of people and learn from them. This may be one-on-one connection. This may be listening to things like this podcast. It may be reading books or whatever that source is, a seminar. Whatever it is that you can begin to see that somebody's gone through deep pain, deep suffering, and have been able to make that change. Because what that does is it helps you see that if they can change, then you can change. And we have to let go of the story that we're uniquely broken. And yeah, everybody else can change, but we can't. And so when we hear enough stories of other people making transformation happen, and we begin to hear it from people who were like us or worse than us or whatever that is, and we begin to see that they've made change, it begins to inspire us that we can change as well. So doing yourself the favor to be around the type of people or getting into the types of resources that inspire you, that can continue to help you see that there is a path out, what that does is that all of a sudden something will click for you. You'll be in that moment where you'll hear just the right thing, or you'll hear what you've heard a hundred times, then all of a sudden you've heard it for the hundred and first time. And something changes and something clicks. You know, there's that old saying, right? That when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So being surrounded by people and resources that are where we want to be or that can motivate us towards change allows us to be hit at that right moment with the thing that we need to hear that inspires us to finally change. The fourth thing is getting away from the people who aren't inspiring us to change. The people who want us to stay the same. Because remember that you changing, you going on a different path and beginning to heal, actually is a threat to other people. Because they've already got a box that they want you to be in, that they're comfortable for you to be in, and it serves them for you to stay in that box. The other thing is that your change exposes to them that they're not changing and that they're not healing. And so what's going to happen is that people are going to want to continue to pull you back. They're going to want to remind you of your past. They're going to tell you, you know what, you've tried to change before and you never have changed. They're going to continue to try to shame you. They're going to try to make you afraid of what change is going to cost you because they want you to stay stuck because if you stay stuck... They can stay stuck. So removing ourselves from those type of environments or those types of people, allow that noise, allow that negative energy to get out of our lives and create some space to begin to put the positive type of energy into our lives and the positive words and the things that we want to happen in our life. That's what we begin to get filled with. And we don't have that drag of somebody who's trying to pull us backwards. And those are going to be some of the most difficult and painful decisions that we make in our healing journey, determining who we keep in our life and who we have to walk away from. Because the reality is there are relationships that you're probably going to have to walk away from either for a season or permanently. But when you realize that the pain of walking away is not as great As the pain of staying in it and continuing to be traumatized, continuing to be wounded. You'll make the change and you'll walk away. And that removes that negativity that gives you more space to start awakening and going through the journey of healing and loving yourself enough to choose yourself. Another thing that helps us wake up or causes us to wake up to the fact that we need to heal is grace that grace that comes from a source beyond ourselves, you might call it God, you might call it the universe, it might be your higher power, but whatever that is for you, there is this space that at times we receive a grace to wake up, it just comes to us in a moment that we want to change and that we need to change. That's exactly what happened to me on that morning where I decided that I could no longer stay the same and it came to me from a source beyond myself so I choose to call God, and that day changed everything for me moving forward. So those are just a few of the things that I think help us wake up or awaken to the fact that we need to change and we need to heal, that we can't stay where we're at any longer, and that we don't want to stay where we are at any longer. It's definitely not a comprehensive list. I know there's all kinds of other ways that people come to that moment of saying that I want to change. But I do think it is a starting point for us, and it is something that I find very common. These things are very common among us as human beings. So that's it for today's episode of Addressing That First A of Awakening. In the next episodes, we'll get into the action part, we'll get into the addressing the root or core issues, we'll then move on to how do we begin to assess our growth and where we are on our journey, and then finally moving into acceptance. and What does it mean to accept ourselves, accept our journey, and love where we are and continue to still grow while accepting the space that we're in? And thank you, as always, for taking your time to listen and investing in yourself. I want to say thank you for that. Thank you for investing in yourself and in your growth. It takes a lot of courage, and not a lot of people are willing to do that. So the fact that you're here, the fact that you're learning, the fact that you're investing in yourself and your journey is something to be proud of, is something to really honor yourself for. And if you do need more resources to help you on that journey, remember, you can go to my website at jerryhenderson.org. You can learn more there about coaching services that I offer. You can also sign up for my weekly newsletter. Just go to jerryhenderson.org forward slash newsletter, or you can see the show notes in this episode. Click the link there on newsletter and sign up for the newsletter there. And finally, if you're not following me on Instagram, you can find me there at jerryahenderson.org. I'm always putting out content about how we can give ourselves the permission to love ourselves and heal and give ourselves the life that we're worthy of. And as I close out this episode, I want to remind you, as always, that you are worthy of your own love. And I hope you have a beautiful week. And I hope that you're kind to yourself and you're compassionate to yourself. I am grateful for you. And I'll see you next week on our next episode of the Permission to Love podcast.